As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning, that it's not suitable for children, and it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. As promised, 
promised this is part two of our two-part series with our anonymous guest from Monday. If you haven't yet listened to the first part, I highly suggest that you do before embarking on this part. Our guest today is a recovering heroin addict, and in our previous episode, we delved into her early childhood years and the chaos brought into her life at the hands of her mother. Concurrently to that, however, there was something else happening in her life. As very young children, she and her younger sister were being groomed and sexually assaulted by their neighbour for almost five years. In fact, this particular part of her story motivated our guest to reach out to us initially. She wanted to emphasise the crucial fact that it's never too late to report sexual abuse. As we heard in part one of this series, when our guest was a child, her contact with her mother was sporadic and chaotic, leaving her and her little sister to grow up in a single father household. They absolutely adored their dad and say that he could easily be described as the quintessential Aussie bloke, as is the case in many single parent families, however, our guest and her little sister had lots of unsupervised time while their father was working. We'll let her take it from here. So dad worked, so we'd get our taxi home from school. Mm. He worked for telecom in those days and so he kind of organised his work life around when we were around. Your neighbour. Yeah. So... Yeah, and then Dad would get home at about sort of 6.37. So, I mean, there were also lots of kids nearby. So he was a bit of both, really. You know, bit of the pedophile, bit of the playing outside. Grooming, um, old school grooming. Yeah, king totally. Of the, king of the kids in the neighbourhood. I kind of, I can remember a few times when we were, you know, when we pretended that we weren't home, like we'd close all the blinds. But, you know, I mean, we were kids, right? So I've done a lot of training now about working with people with sexually harmful behaviours. Mm. And so, like, I think that's actually probably been really useful because I understand that it's the grooming, right, that, the, like, adults are quite good at outsmarting kids because they're kids. Absolutely. But also in those days we were taught so strictly not to be rude mm. and certainly not to be rude to adults. So even that action of trying to pretend you're not home, if an adult came knocking on the door, your next door neighbour who you're supposed to be friendly to and he's friendly to your dad and all that saying, I know you're in there, girls. Mm. Yeah, totally. You'd open the door. Yeah, totally. You don't want to get in trouble. You don't want to be rude, you know. Yeah. And look, I mean, dad used to ask us pretty regularly if anything was happening. We always said no. What was happening? So he started to sexually abuse us both. Um, I would have been maybe seven or eight. So my sister would have been six, seven. Did you understand? Because, you know, when you say, yeah, that's the thing. When dad says, is there anything happening? You know, what's anything when you're that little? What do you mean, dad? What's anything? And then when it is happening, kids that age still, I think a lot of the times are thinking, I don't know what this is. I don't like it. But And it's also that thing of like, so you say something, but the reality is like I'm coming home tomorrow after school. And I've got two or three hours with no, because nobody's parents were home. We were all just kind of yes. <laughs> running our own race, really, at that age. And you've got your baby sister as well. Yeah, I've got my little sister. Was he threatening to you about telling your dad or was he relying no. on you not really knowing what was happening? I think a lot of what they do, like I said, the training I've done, I get Grooming at him really takes a couple of different pathways. So, you know, there's the charming, you know, I'm your friend, you're like, 
amazing. There's something very special about you. Here are some gifts and lollies and, you know, like, because it starts with that little stuff of I'll bring you Maccas, but you can't tell anyone. And then, you know, it's that gradual erosion of boundaries over time. I also think that because a lot of pedophiles kind of turn it into such a secret that you end up too far down the rabbit hole, right? And you think, um, I think his line was that if anybody knows, you guys will get taken off your dad. Like child protection will take you away. Yeah, and you've lost your mum already. Yeah, yeah. That, yes, there was nowhere else to go. So I think that was the line that worked. And look, when my dad died, we never told him. He died not knowing that that had happened. And I'm okay with that. He would have been absolutely devastated. I think he kind of uh, positioned himself as a bit of a babysitter, not only with our dad, but with the other parents in the block of flats. So he kind of positioned himself as a responsible adult who was keeping eye on us when our parents were out at work. He used to hang out at our house as if nothing happened, come and have dinner and do stuff on the weekends and, you know, they groom parents as much as they groom kids. So how long did this go on for? Um, until I was 12. Oh, gosh, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. But when I was 12, I uh, kicked him in the, in the testicles. <laughs> I did. I can really clearly remember it. It was a very good day, actually. And, yeah, after that it stopped. I was a bit like, I really should have done that earlier. We had an argument about something else unrelated oh. where he was being a bit of a dick because he's quite a, I mean, he, he didn't have children of his own and he was probably 30. I mean, he was a bit of a douche apart from being a pedophile. He also was just a dick. So I think he was being controlling and arguing with us about doing something. We're all playing out the front and, yeah, I think he picked a fight with us and I kicked him. I mean, I got into trouble from my dad uh, for it, but, you know, I'm fine with that outcome. What do you think? Do you think he then sensed that you were, I don't know, not controllable anymore? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Um, Did he leave and, your sister alone too after yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He left us both alone after that. Look, I think there's also something about kind of coming into your power, yeah. I think, about, I mean, I was only little, but physically had grown a lot in that time and was a bit more capable of kind of fighting back, of mounting a defence. I wonder if you, do you remember looking at him differently? Like you're coming home from school after that point and... Yeah, it was pathetic. And we moved a year later and never saw him again. Wonderful. Well, until court. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So... How, at what point, what was the trigger for you yeah. to think, I want to talk about, I want to tell people what happened to me as a child, what the neighbour did, mm-hmm. and I want to do something about it. I um, was working in an organisation called Windana. Windana, one of the best known rehabs in Australia, yeah. oldest, yeah, best yeah. known, great uh, reputation. I was driving home. I used to work in Dandenong in the youth detox. Weird split shifts, 10 o'clock at night. I remember one of my besties being in his car and he was listening to AM radio and I was like, oh, my God, you're such a loser. (laughs) And a story came on about a pedophilia ring uh, in Eurasia that had been uh, operating for many decades with lots of really high-profile people involved. And I was like, oh, that's really full on. How does that happen for 30 years without anybody doing anything about it? And it dawned on me that it happens because people don't talk about it. The victims don't ever come forward. So um, I approached Socket in Moorabbin, made an interview time to come in. I got a female detective who was amazing. So it was really complicated, this story, because I'm in Melbourne. It happened in Sydney and my sister lives in Brisbane. Mm. So it was a tri-state affair. And it happened decades ago and I'm assuming you don't know where the offender is at that stage. No, but I knew his name and his date of birth. Yes. And he was 20 years exactly older than us because I was 25. So, um, you know, it had only been kind yeah, of a bit over 10 years. and a bit. Yeah. yeah. Since it had finished. Yeah. yeah. He was definitely still old enough to. Definitely. Because they don't stop, right? No. Like we know that about these guys. They mm. don't stop. Not if they get away with it. So the making this, writing the statement took six months yeah, of, of going in every couple of weeks for a couple of hours. The thing about the statement is that it is incredibly detailed. So it is not like glossing over sexual abuse, childhood sexual abuse. It is, these are the details. This is literally what he did, what I did, what happened. And so out of that statement, look, she had said to me, there's no guarantees about what will happen from this. What would make it easier would be, um, one, if he's been charged or convicted of other offences, that will corroborate your story and will make it more likely that you'll get a conviction. And I was like, 
well, my sister also was victimised and she said uh, that would help. Like if there's two complainants, that also helps. So I spoke to my sister in Brisbane. At this point, she's in her very early 20s. Zero interest (laughs) in opening this up. Yeah. Then, you know, a period of kind of conversation um, and I was like, that's fine. You don't have to press charges, but... If you're able to speak to a detective and at least corroborate what I'm saying, that will help. Yeah. So, yeah, six months passes. The kind of statement, it was 40-odd pages long. Out of that, they drew out 12 charges from those incidents. Then my sister, she went through a process with the police in Queensland um, and ended up deciding that she also wanted to press charges. So she went through a process of writing her own statement So by the time all of that is done, it's maybe 18 months from when I started to kind of down the track. So the police arrested him um, and questioned him. When the police went and arrested him, he was married to an Asian woman with a child, which was um, uh, something they were very, very concerned about. And child protection got involved and the kid was placed elsewhere. They arrested him. Like any good pedophile, he um, weirdly made some admissions in the interview because he totally didn't think he'd done anything wrong, right? So he made uh, enough admissions. Like I said, though, there's only really a handful of ways that people go from the thoughts to the behaviour, and one of the ways is that they think they're not doing anything wrong. Yes, yeah. Because these people love children, of course. Right. Yeah, they believe that they're not doing anything wrong. They believe that they're in a kind of consensual Mm. adult yeah. You know, kids are sexual and yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So he made enough admissions because, again, when they question him, it's really strictly about the charges that are arising from the statement. So he made some admissions. So then, of course, you know, we're going to proceed to trial. So we had a two weeks uh, set aside for a trial at Parramatta Local Court. Uh, what happened was we went to court on the first day. So we're all kind of in court. There's a whole lot of kind of back and forth that happens around negotiating between the prosecutor and his lawyer and, you know, back and forth, back and forth. So we were going to give evidence from a different room, not in the courtroom with him, but we ended up not going to trial because he pled guilty. To all? All charges? No, he didn't plead guilty to all the charges, but he pled guilty, again, you know, they do a bit of negotiation, right? So he pled guilty to the, um, like, sexual penetration of a child they're the serious ones. Yes. They're the bad ones. Yep. So he, yeah, so he pled guilty to maybe three out of 12 charges or something like that. But like I said, they got him on the most serious charges and then the others were dropped. They dropped the others. Yeah. And then, so then that means he he gets an automatic reduction in sentencing. Yeah. But still they are serious charges. Yeah. What sentence? Let's talk sentencing. Yeah. He got 12 years. That yeah. is a fair sentence. It is a fair way. Unfortunately, in Australia, mm, yeah. for sex offending. It is. Um, and is an RSO for life. So actually, I am quite open about telling that story, particularly because we got a conviction and he went to jail and that is very unusual. And I'm hyper aware that that is very unusual. So yeah, quite a long period of time. The whole thing took about five years. And I had people say stupid stuff like, oh, you put someone in jail. It's like, no, I didn't actually. His behaviour put him in jail. And I guess the other thing for me is I know we don't really talk about 
being victimised, but actually that's not mine. I didn't do anything wrong, right? It's nothing for me to be ashamed of. Absolutely. It's for, you know, sex offenders. They should feel bad, not victims. Thank you so much to our guest today, who, as we said earlier, has chosen to remain anonymous. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 13 9276 or 13yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.